everyone knows one of my loves in sport is mixed martial arts. Um, and so uh, one of my loves is also Patty Baines as well. And Patrick Baines from Squared Up MMA in studio. Happy New Year, Patty. Happy New Year, Brad. How are you going? Very good. Did you did you have a legal New Year's? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, actually, I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need to lie. I, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't expect it to be as tame as it was. Um, so I'm feeling very fresh and I'm back at work tomorrow. So. Oh. Was the weather okay? We're in your part of the world. It was meant to be rainy the entire time, and yep. then we got some sunshine. And because we're in the middle of the gorge, yeah. Um, we as soon as we left the gorge and went out to Waihee Beach, we got fantastic weather. Yeah. And it's just like oh, Waihee's such a great spot, man. One yeah. of the best spots in the country. I love Waihee so much, and great this time of year as well. It was my first time there too. Awesome, awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. We've been camping there a few times. Um, all right, Patty, twenty twenty three in, in mixed martial arts. I call it the year of the new champion. That's fair. Yeah, because multiple new champions and it's weird because this time last year we had dominant champions um ac- across the division but you know amanda nunez's retirement um shevchenko losing out of nowhere um alex Bahada losing to izzy izzy losing to strickland um an interesting year for you what was the biggest shock in terms of title changes in, in 23 oh probably that izzy strickland one yeah um because after his dominant win over Pereira at uh 291 or 281 sorry yeah um the 23 sorry i'm getting yeah. all mixed up um absolute uh upset because he was one of the greatest sporting comebacks of all time with the history between those two mm. and it was his greatest win and then it takes oh, was it his longest was it six months so it took some time off um, yeah um yeah and then came back and then yeah he just kind of didn't show up it and was he f- felt so sure i was there interviewing him as well and he just felt so sure going into that fight that it was going to be light work Paddy, it was a fight that no one saw him losing because styles make fights, and if you're a striker and you're fighting Israel Adesanya, you don't have much of a chance unless you have power. And Strickland doesn't have Alex Pajeda power. Um, but it was a masterclass from Strickland. And Izzy was just off enough where, um, you know, Strickland style um, sort of sort of cost him. And we know that um, recently it's sort of come out that Izzy's gone and done a bit of boxing training with a, with a few boxing trainers. And I know that he said he was going to take an indefinite amount of time off uh, and he had earmarked 2026 or 27, but he's come out. He was in the Saudi Day Reckoning card. Um, he was there in Saudi Arabia watching that, that Joseph Parker fight and what have you and sort of said, nah, look, um, it might be a bit sooner than that. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, I, I look at I look at the year, as I said, the year of the new champ. And and you know, Sean O'Malley for me over Aljamain Sterling like w- was awesome and, and creates fresh matchups, which is which is what we're all about. And we saw that light heavyweight Alex Bahada now started the year as middleweight champ, ends the year as light heavyweight champ, talking about going up to heavyweights to be the first ever three division champion. And I tell you what, Patty, if anyone can do it because of his ability on the feet. Uh, and the fact that there's no dominant wrestlers at heavyweight, aside from John Jones, is pretty good. Alex Pajeda, uh could be the first ever three division champ. It's um, he's pretty coy about that though. When they yeah. asked him, he got interviewed recently, and he's just like, "Oh, I just had a dream about it, and <laughs> I had to tweet it." Yeah, um, I do agree. Um, I did feel the same about Volk going up on short notice though against Islam. I was like, "If there's anyone who can do it, it's him." Yeah, and it didn't quite happen. Yeah. And Tom Aspinall, he's got those, his he's fast. Yeah, um, tremendous boxer. Almost didn't even see him knock out um, Pavlovich. That's yeah. how quick that those punches were. Yeah. Well, what do you think at heavyweight? Like John Jones is the undisputed champ. Tom Aspinall is the interim champ. We've got the potential of a Stipe Miocic fight there with John Jones, which kind of puts the division on a handbrake. 
And I think the UFC created this problem for themselves by creating an interim title. And you've kind of almost taken the Miocic-Jones fight off the table. But then Dana White coming out and said, no, that's still very much in our plans. So what? Do you strip Jones of the title and give it to Asp? Like, how, how would you like to see the UFC play this out? It's a complete mess. Um, everything you just said is very true. Um, because obviously the next person for... With Jones out, the next person for Tom would be um, Miocic. Yes. And he's kind of pushing retirement. He's over 40 now. He only wants the Jones fight. Um, yeah, it says legacy fight. And so, but Jones has done so much for the UFC. He has the greatest resume there is. Yeah. Um, he kind of can do whatever he wants, and he kind of also wants that um, Miocic fight for his legacy because mm. that's just one other greatest of all time scratched off his list that he's beaten. Um I think this Pereira fight might be a way out for um, Dana, where if Alex comes up and wins it, Alex is probably going to go back down to light heavyweight and defend there against Jamal Hill, and that yeah. just extends the time for John Jones to um, recover, and then he can come back, fight um, Miocic, Miocic yeah. and the, uh, the, the, uh, the interim belt can just stay floating around kind of inactive until, until Bahia is ready to, to fight yeah 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 you're right and look I, I totally get it the UFC don't want to put divisions on hold but when you've got such a dominant champion look I know he's only had a minute and a half in the cage as a heavyweight but man John Jones just steamrolled Cyril Garner probably the most dominant championship performance of the year in early 23 and a fight that a lot of people thought he'd have trouble with uh, look John Jones to me remains the greatest athlete in the history of MMA there is an asterisk next to his name I still stand on a top of the mountain and say GSP is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. I think his resume is second to none, um, and he fought the best of the best in their prime and beat them um, and avenged both his losses. Uh, but John Jones is the greatest mixed martial arts athlete of all time, and to do what he did, to come up to heavyweight and beat a huge heavyweight like Cyril Garn and just maul him, mm. completely destroy him, ruin him, uh, just goes to show what type of athlete he is. But then now as fans... Can he do that against Tom Aspinall? Yeah. Can he do that against Stipe Miocic? That's the question. And, you know, like his injury came at the worst possible time. Yeah, were you a bit disappointed with that fight? Were you wanting to see it go longer? The, the, the Garn, heavyweight uh, Garn-Jones uh, fight. Well, I thought I wanted to see Garn kick John Jones's legs because he's always had chicken legs. And I just thought Garn at distance was an interesting um, proposition for Jones but look Jones showed he never had any interest in standing he knew where he was dominant and just put Garn uh, to the sword with um, you know with his takedown game top game you know choke game over yeah, yeah. it was a nasty guillotine or second only to the one that he did on um, Leo Machida. Machida yeah that was oh I, I'm, I'm shivering how bad it was just thinking about it indeed indeed um, and of course um, the retirement of Amanda Nunez um, is the featherweight women's division done yeah yeah I reckon because it was made to make the match between her Cyborg. and Chris Cyborg yeah. yeah and there's no one else at that weight in the UFC yeah um all right, so we'll, he'll probably he'll probably scrap it. We'll put a line through that. Bantamweight title on the line at the next pay-per-view. Uh, Silver, Bianca Silver versus Raquel Pennington. Um, just don't know, man. I think I think that that division outside of Holly Holm is like shouting out, and she's towards the back end of her career, is shouting out for for a superstar. I know they've got a couple of good young fighters at, at 135, but you know, gone are the days of Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, um, you know, Amanda Nunes. You know, it's um it's a division crying out for some new blood. Because um, that's probably the division I've followed the least. Yeah. And probably a bit um, iffy on my knowledge. But is that um, – because when's Pena coming back? 
Juliana Pena is the, I guess, the one. She's 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 looking to fight, uh, and and she's actually said UFC 300 would would be something right. she likes to fight yeah. at. So, look, I think if 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 you know that's a potential title fight on 300, if if the winner comes through unscathed, Juliana Pena arguably is the star of that division. Um, but I question actually her ability whether or not she's actually at the level of. I, I just think the one the other divisions in women's MMA are awesome. 125, 115 are both phenomenal. Um, Alexa Grasso has added new light to that division, um, beating Valentina Shevchenko once and drawing with her a second time. And the 115 um, division, Weili Zhang, uh, you know, there's tremendous fights over there. So I think there's no issue there. But yeah, I think I think the UFC needs to go on like a, a hunt for some 135 women's fighters. And um, finally, before we move on to potential fight of the year, um, the flyweight division as well. Alex Pantoja defeating Brandon Moreno. And he's sort of come out of this as, you know, like I, got, I get Charles Oliveira vibes with Alex Pantoja where he's willing to put himself in danger and he's become a very exciting fighter. Like the Alex Pantoja that beat Kaikara France in the uh, Ultimate Fighter House five or six years ago is not the bloke that's carrying gold at the moment. That um, I put his fight against Brandon Marino as one of the fights of the year for yes. me. Um, so I, that whole card was fantastic for me. That's my card of the year. Yep. Um, but we'll, talk, we'll, we'll be talking about that later. Uh, yeah, he just that last fight where he defended his title. It was he just comes out gas from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and his grappling is also quite fan friendly as well. He yep. doesn't just sit there and kind of start mauling. He looks to uh, win. Yeah, and yep. it's um. It's exciting. Even and people say that the, there's no power in that division, and I mean you can make that case. But he also proves that he can make exciting fights without the need for knockout power. Yeah, Kai, Kai would be the biggest puncher in that division. Yeah. Uh, and that division's so close that Kai's a win away. From, I know that he's lost a couple in a row, but look, let's be honest, he didn't lose that Albazi fight. Just a couple of judges thought he did. I'm um, staying on Alex Pantoja for me, uh, Patty. He's my fighter of the year, um, fight of the year cont- contender against uh, Moreno. Tremendous five-round performance against Brandon Ravel. There are other contenders as well, totally get it. But I think a year ago, if we'd said that Alex Pantoja was going to be flyweight champion and defend his belt once in a fight and then you know defeated Moreno in a fight of the year, I don't think a lot of people would have seen that coming. Um, there are other contenders, absolutely. But he's just kind of come out of nowhere this year for me and has become an enjoyable guy to watch, as we just mentioned. But for you, is there is there anyone that stands out? Uh, I- I've written down a few names Sean Strickland, uh, Islam Makachev, who beat Volkanovski twice, which is no easy task. Leon Edwards, uh, but his performance against Covington was flat. Um, and oh, Alexa, Alexa Grasso fighting Shevchenko twice as well. I'd say I've got to argue with you on that Leon Edwards performance, yeah. other than to talk about my favorite fighter, because he outgrappled one of the best American wrestlers in um, that weight class. Yeah. And, and he beat him in his own game, took him down. Um, and just that alone, um, I think it's not fair to say that his performance was flat yeah I just uh, to me he could have and look I know that you know the GSP syndrome is you do enough to to, to win you dominate someone um, and then you don't take any adverse risk GSP's knockout loss to Matt Serra changed the course of his career and he barely ever got touched again in, in the in the next 10 fights of his life but I just, uh, Leon was so dominant against Covington Covington posed no threat on the feet to Leon Edwards I, I just feel like he could have put him to the sword On there were times in that fight where I felt Colby was was willing to potentially get out of there with 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 a with a flurry from Leon but look it, it was a dominant performance uh he's a very very good champion um and he's a lot of people saying oh Bilal Muhammad's going to walk right through him I can't see that happening Leon is tremendous on the ground um and got tremendous takedown defense and is the best striker in the division but I just felt like he could have done a little bit more Right, you know, yeah, stake, stake his claim, and for a guy that had said what he said about him in the in the pre-fight, I kind of felt like Leon could have ended him. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, yes, I reckon you can say he could do more, yeah. but I definitely think he did enough. It's yeah. not like it's the you need to beat the champ situation. No, but he, he definitely won that fight. Oh, he he won it clearly. Yeah, um, I think the last round maybe you could give to Colby, but um, for me as well. Mm. Um, what what about Sean Strickland as a fighter of the year? He would probably be my fighter of the year. Um, I went in not liking the guy. <laughs> yes. um, I sat in a room with him for an hour. Uh, let him talk. Like he he's definitely a character. Um, he does suffer from being clipped a lot. So a lot of the things he said is they're definitely rate. outrageous yeah. um, when they're said in isolation. He does walk back a lot of the things he says. Yeah. Um, and he kind of, he definitely stands up like he's a no-nonsense guy. Like that, Drekus egged him on and he just turned around, asked... Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> said that to Gilbert Burns' family and then just jumps on him. And even Drekus has no hard feelings about it. He's like, yeah, I egged him on and he took it like a man. So good on him. How do you see that fight playing out? Oh, I'm, I'm excited for that fight because I it, I feel like it could go either way because Drakus will probably try to take him down because mm. Sean Strickland's a very upright person, but Sean Strickland will he will probably utilize the same strategy he used against Izzy where he will bite on everything, yeah, um, which will make uh, Drakus um, apprehensive of coming in. I um, think if it gets to the championship round, Strickland wins. Um, I, I I know that Drickus has had his no surgery. I was about to make that joke. And, and all this jazz. But the fact of the matter is that bad cardio is bad cardio, and Drickus Duplessis has never shown the ability um, past the second round in some fights uh, to be able to, to carry himself. And Strickland has arguably the best cardio at middleweight. Like the dude could go for 20 rounds if he has to. Um, which, which, which is like, I, look, I think, I think Drickus has a path to victory, no doubt about it. And Strickland does get clipped. Um, you mentioned his sound bites, but he does get clipped in, in fights um, in terms of hands. So, but that fight's really interesting to me, uh, really, really interesting. Um, and, and a bit more on, on who the winner might fight um, a, a little bit in a, a little bit of time. And on Drickus Duplessis, for me, the breakout fighter of the year. Yeah, his demolition his of stock, Rob. His stock from where he was 12 months ago, where he was just this cocky South African guy calling out Israel Adesanya. Um, to where he is now, the demolition of Robert Whitaker, as you mentioned, um, and he's he's managed to talk himself um, and through his personality and his charisma into being one of the UFC's probably top fifteen stars uh, in the division. And and if he does in, in the in the in the organization, and if he does win this bout. I mean, they could they could book a fight in Johannesburg, couldn't they, and, and have one of the biggest UFC cards of all time? Yeah, it would go off. It would bring in that South African market, and if Cameron Simon as well starts having stringing some wins together, yeah, um, I can just see it blowing up, and then they'll probably extend to the wider African market as well. Um, I imagine there's still a lot of fans in Nigeria as well. Yeah, thoughts on Ila Tapuria? It's a shame he hasn't been that active since he um, beat Josh Emmett. Destroyed Josh uh, Emmett. Yeah, absolutely. He, he destroyed Josh Emmett as much as Josh Emmett destroyed Bryce Mitchell. In a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was because I hadn't really heard of him up until then. To me, he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I wasn't following the... I, I definitely I watched the top five of each division a lot more closely than I watched the rest of the Correct. five to me um, too. 15. Um, and then, yeah, he just kind of absolutely demolished him. And Josh Emmett's no joke. No. Um, and just the that loss, that last loss to Volk, yeah. uh, just has me has me worried. I have a philosophy though. I feel like every featherweight needs to go through Max Holloway before they get to Alex. He's he is Alex Volkanovsky's gatekeeper, and Ila Taporia in a stacked division has got himself a title fight without having fought Brian Ortega, 
Um, the me- Mexican kid name escapes me. Um, it Tremendous is, fighter. Uh, Pente- Al Pantera. Yeah, Al, 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 um, Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, Yair Rodriguez. Um, so Tapuri hasn't fought Holloway, Ortega, Rodriguez. I know Korean Zombies retired, but hasn't fought him as well. Look, the win over Josh Emmett was sensational. But to get a heavyweight fight without having to beat those three dudes who have all had tried and tested fights with Volkanovski and come up short, kind of like it's like a free pass. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very valid point. I disagree with the Holloway part, though, because then that's just how you keep getting... Um, well, he's going to knock down every challenger, isn't he? But, but then, then what do you do with him? <laughs> there like, is you a have problem to give there. him another title fight. Yeah. And um, no one wants to see that. Even he's acknowledged. He's just like, I can see why they don't want to do that anymore. I'm just here for the fun fights now. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is a distinct opportunity that Max Holloway ends 2024 as the as the featherweight champ. I can see Elitoporia has a path of victory against Volk, specifically if Volk engages in some sort of striking battle, because um, Toporia's striking is off the chart. Max Holloway is the next cab off the rank if anyone other than Volkanovski host, host, holds the featherweight title. And to me, there, there, is a, there is a scenario where Max, arguably one of the great, well, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, uh, pound for pound, second greatest uh, featherweight of all time. I can see that happening. I also had this conversation somewhat recently, and I actually got real excited from it. And the thing that I like about the featherweight division the most is I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure since it started, there's only been four champions. Aldo. Aldo. Connor. Connor, Holloway, and Volk. Indeed. And then it would st- it means it would stay... Oh, no, because that means earlier becomes number yeah. five. But um, still only having five champions for... Mm. How long? It hasn't been around for 30 years. So uh, it's, 10. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Aldo, uh, once the UFC purchased WEC, they purchased WEC for two people, Uriah Faber, uh, or actually three, Dominic Cruz, Uriah Faber, and uh, and uh, Jose Aldo. And uh, yeah, the, the rest is history. Great, great champion. All right, fights of the year. I know you've got one in, that you mentioned earlier, which was Moreno versus Pantoja. But for me, um, there's two clear standouts. And I really love that fight. I think it was the best title fight of the year. I thought it was... Just brutal. It was it was awesome. Moreno scramble game off the chart, but Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, um, which was at the very very back end of twenty two. Uh, I believe know, it was it was like December, late December twenty two. If, if memory yeah, serves, yes, it was. Yes. Um, so I kind of cheating by saying yeah. that. Um, and, and if not, if if you're not willing to accept that, Patty, then Gaethje Fazayev, which was um, any Justin Gaethje fight is going to be a fight of the year candidate. Uh, I don't know if you saw that fight, but it, did, was, yeah. it was brutality personified and showed to me why Justin Gaethje is one of the very best in the world. And he was patient. Yeah. Um, and that was a Scary surprise. Patient. Everyone was saying Fazeev is up and coming and was going to beat him. And then I he thought was he patient. was. He just picked off that was one. I can't remember if it was his left eye or his right eye. Yeah. He just kept striking that eye until it just blew up and he couldn't see out of it. Um, it was a masterclass. Yeah. And then to then follow up against um, Dustin Poirier for their rematch and yeah. just knock him out with that head kick. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick that one as um, well, it was. It was probably knockout of the year. Um, and it yeah. was, look, it was a great fight while it lasted. But I kind of feel with great fights, you know, like to sort of go three, two and a half rounds, men, you know, like uh, a round and a half fight. Um, not for me. All right. I yeah, think- um, oh, just a quick one on the yes. Poirier Chandler fight. Um, so that was, there was a festival in Auckland that weekend. Well, Dan Hooker fought on that card. Um, he, did he? Yeah, he beat. Um, Poo years. Oh right, yep, yep. Because that's that's a card that Izzy, um, Izzy got not, like, lost, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so I was in the middle of the mosh pit with the UFC on my phone, and then it started um, chopping up a bit too much because yeah. there's too many people. So I went and watched the um, headline fight off on a hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. When Izzy lost, I was like, oh. Well, at least I can see Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that uh, luxury. Um, for me, that 
that Izzy fight. Um, he fought a perfect fight for four and a half minutes uh, and lost. Upset of the year, I, for me, there's no contender. It's Alexa Grasso beating arguably the greatest women's fighter of all time, probably next to Amanda Nunes, um, and Shevchenko, and then coming out in the second fight and managing to draw with her um, just goes to show what a tremendous gear that Alexa Grasso has. And that was a huge upset of epic proportions. Did you hear what she said at the end of that fight to Daniel Cormier? No. She said, blah, 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 yeah, I won. And then Dave's like, no, it, it was, was a, a draw. It was a draw, yeah. yeah <laughs> you the, retained. The, the second fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but that first fight, yeah, major upset. Yeah. Um, when she took her back, um, and it wasn't even like under the throat, um, mm. around her neck. It was on her jaw. And when she released it, did you see how white it was? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, um, Grasso's coach told her, um, count, and every time you count, like one, got one, you squeeze. And she said she got to like 12 or something like that before wow. um, Shevchenko tapped. Wow. Yeah. No so as we look ahead to, to 2024, um, I put 23 on my notes. Um, just can't get out of this whole 2024 thing. Um, obviously, the, the, there's two things to look out for. The return of uh, Conor McGregor, which we know now. In, in air quotes. Is going to be International Fight Week in June. Are you going to go? Uh, no, because I'm going to go to 300. Okay. Yeah. You're going to 300. Uh, I, I have already, I'm waiting for the application to be approved. You'll get it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think probably you and Reeve will probably end up being in RAV. So I think New Zealand will have some good, and look, there could be a Kiwi in the main event. Well, well RAV and Reeve will only go if um, there are Kiwis. Yes. Because when I went to Perth, I was the only one there. Right, right. i um, be interesting to see how that plays out. But UFC 300. And um, I've written down some fights, and I want to see where, where you're at with that. Um, I thought that Connor Chandler was going to main event that card um, and that there'd be four title fights underneath them. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I know there's been some fights announced. Um, Prochaka Rakic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that even makes the main card because Dana's sort of talked about um, you're going to look at this card and go, why are these guys fighting in the first fight? I think Bo Nickel's on. I think he's probably going to open the card, Bo Nickel. But um, some main event possibilities that I've, I've jotted down. Um, Leon Edwards, Bilal Muhammad, I don't think that's sexy enough to main event no, UFC. I agree. Makachev Gaethje is. Ooh, is but, he, he's, he, with a BMF title, he'll be next in line, eh? Yes, but yeah. but the UFC will tend to have the heaviest weight main eventing um, and men over women as well. Um, Poye Diaz for a marquee fight um, is, is a potential. Nate Diaz has kind of shown interest in UFC 300. If the right fight comes along, Dustin Poye is the right fight for me. So that, that to me is a fan-friendly fight that I'm all for. I saw another rematch for 300 um, that was Diaz-Marsvidal. Um, Really? So they bring the number two because <laughs> obviously they fought for the BMF title the first time. Yeah. Um, Open the main card with that. Thank you very much. That Sign would be me spectacular, up. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alexa Grasso and Shevchenko three. It's, yeah, I mean, there's there's reason to do that fight. I think you need a marquee woman's fight on the card. I thought if Ronda Rousey had come back, you could have done Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, but apparently Ronda... Although there was a rumour that she'd put herself into the um, into the do- doping pool, like um, to, um, which is, of course, the, the stuff around Connor. But, but there were rumours about that, but there's been no inclination from Dana White that, that Ronda Rousey's returning. I thought Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate would have been a lot for UFC 300, but... That would have been amazing. Yeah. Because who was... What was the last big comeback for 200? Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. It was supposed and to be... I, I thought that's what that it was Brock and Mark Hunt, right, which ended up actually main event in the car, which wasn't the original plan because Jones Cormier was the original plan. It ended up being John Jones versus Anderson Silva, Misha Tate, um, Amanda Nunes. That car was sick, by the way, like Diego Sanchez and people like that were fighting in the first fights of the night. But in the last couple of days, there has been Chael Sonnen and Daniel Cormier have both thrown this out, and Chael Sonnen has pretty good intel, right? Doesn't get a lot wrong. He believes that the main event of UFC 300 will be for the middleweight title between the winner of Strickland and Duplessis, if they come out fit, 
and Israel Adesanya because now that Connor has been announced for UFC 302, the biggest next biggest name in the company is Izzy Adesanya. Can you see that happening? I also saw that video of Chael Sonnen saying that. Um, I can see that happening. Um, there's definitely... Uh, it's, they both want that fight, um, as in both Strickland and... Um, Duplessis. And Duplessis. Because uh, Chael, I believe, said he wants Izzy to come out and say, Before I want the, the winner. Yeah, and yeah, otherwise it looks like he's picking, yeah. um, which very valid point to make, which he also, he also said that that's not Izzy, which I agree. Izzy just takes whoever's there. Yeah. Um, the movements from watching his social media and stuff as well. I, I am kind of getting the vibe. He's They're gearing up. up to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has been traveling in the last. He talked about it last week. He was interviewed at Day of Reckoning and he goes, you know, basically said, I got a secret. Like was, was what he was alluding to. Yeah. That, you know. Uh, but he knows how to work social media as well. Did you see the, um, the Black Friday sale for Engage? No. It was um, him versus... Uh, Pereira and Volkanovski versus Taporia on the same card um, but it was the poster for their Black Friday sale and everyone's <laughs> like oh my god is this UFC 300 and yeah. I was like no no these guys are just good at marketing Yeah. Um, I mean yeah and obviously that's not happening because Pereira's like I've moved on I yeah. offered him the fight he didn't want it Yeah, that's a fight they could make they could do the light heavyweight title Izzy and Pereira and that would main event look I, I think the fights that I mentioned I think Edwards Bilal was going to be on UFC 300 I think that uh, that that attracts the UK audience. Bilal Muhammad deserves this fight. Um, there's also talk that they could do Edwards Makachev. Justin Gaethje deserves a title fight. You need to give that man his belt. I think Makachev Gaethje is 100% going to be on UFC 300 as well, potentially as the co if Izzy's the main. And I think that's a big enough fight in Makachev Gaethje that it could main event the card. Um, you know, best pound for pound fighter in the world in Makachev against the most, the highlight reel of the UFC if Izzy doesn't make the card. But I, I don't know, man. I just have a sneaking, and I've reached out to a couple of people and no one's replied to me. Um, but I just have a sneaky feeling that, that Adesanya has been convinced probably being paid a lot of money yeah. to they they need they need their biggest star on this card and with Conan on the title fight they need Israel Adesanya. What do you think of this idea for 300? The whole main card title fights, five title fights. I, I think it's possible but unlikely because of time constraints with pay-per-view um, oh, and it's five rounds, yeah. Correct. I think you'll see at least three. There was three on 300. Well, there was going to be three before uh, the... On 200, you mean? On 200 before yeah. John Jones um, was done for doping, the dope. Uh, I think you'll see three, possibly four. See, I envision three title fights with Chandler McGregor five-round main event, um, you know, and, and then potentially, you know, but I, I, yeah, I think you could, you definitely see three. Wouldn't be surprised if there's four, but then you also have to think, they have to think ahead to 301, 303, you know, like I know they've booked up to 299, right? So they also have to start thinking about what's coming up after that, and you can't leave yourself short. Um, you know, we haven't even mentioned Wei Li Zhang, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and, and there's talk that they want to do 303 in China. So I'd imagine that that's probably where they're going with that. But yeah, three three title fights 100% will happen, and then there'll be that big marquee fight. I chucked out Poirier and Diaz. I think Nate Diaz makes that card somehow. Somehow, some way, Nate Diaz is on UFC 300. I don't know how, who he fights. Mazadal and Poirier are the only two guys that make sense. Can you guess who I'm, I want to see the most, who will be on 300? Who has to be on 300? That's the biggest clue. Jim Miller? Jim he's, Miller. Yeah, because he's on 100. But I think Joe Lozon might be in that category as well, um, potentially. What he was I think Jim Miller's the only one. Right. So Joe was. I think Joe might have been on 99, 200, and could be on 300. And why not? Jim Miller and Joe Lozon have fought before, twice. 
The last time they fought was 2016. They're the two longest serving fighters. Uh, Oloski's are the other one. Um, but, you know, Chuck, give, give Jim, Jim Miller needs the rub. And Joe Lozo and Jim Miller, sign me up. I'm Do you know who that. the other one who got put forward? Uh, Paul Felder. Because he's back in the pool. Yeah. And he wanted to do one more fight. Yeah. Who was it that did the... Someone inspired him. I think it was... It was... Um, uh, yeah. Lawler? No. It, it, it was someone coming off like coming off the couch on two weeks' notice and fought like a champion. I, I, Glover, I, maybe. No. Yeah, I, I um, can't remember who it was, but I totally know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to see that fight. Felder was um, it Rafael de Sanos? I think no. came off the couch on two. It was it was someone like that that came off the couch on two weeks' notice. Um, Felder on that card makes sense as well. All right, we do have to wrap it up, but I just want to get to a couple of things. Um, McGregor Chandler chances that fight goes ahead. On the date that, that they've announced. Oh, I reckon I'm like this has seen this happen too many times. I'm not hopeful. I'll believe it when I see it. When Dana announces it, I'll believe it. Yeah. I don't believe anything that comes out of so Connor's Sure mouth. as hell not gonna happen at one eighty five. That makes no oh. I, mean, I mean McGregor's <clears throat> juiced himself up to the point where like he, he looks like a one eighty fiver, but I can't can't see that happening. Um mid year return for John Jones, who does he fight? Aspinall or Stepe Miocic? I think he fights um uh, oh sorry, Miocic. Right. Yeah. Does Israel Adesanya in twenty four as a world champion? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I if uh, Drikus but wins, I think he does. If yeah. he um, if Drikus doesn't win, I don't think he does. I think he needs the fire under him. Um, to, well, over Drikus Duplessis. Over the Drikus uh, Duplessis. Uh, the Strickland again. He'll just want to get the loss back and. Um, and I feel like that's not that personal. The I think, whole Africa um, storyline thing that happened yeah. that was real personal and that kind of. Man, he was geared up for that fight when he before was. it fell through. There, there's a world where he could end the, the year fighting for the light heavyweight title as well as middleweight champion. And um, finally, the potential rise of the PFL Bellator merger um, and their aggressiveness on what they say they're going to do in free agency. Um, we know they got Francis Ngannou. They have a couple of other of the top you know fighters in the world, including Pitbull and um, uh, and Asmanov, I think it is, and Johnny Eblum, who a lot of people think is the best 185 pounder in the world. Can they make a hit? I reckon they've definitely got a market because, um, I mean, one one championship does also very, very well. Yes. Um, I just think too many middle-of-the-range fighters from the UFC are going over there and then just dismantling everybody. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing that's showing there really is a level difference between UFC Correct. fighters and the Bellator and PFL fighters. Um it's the the fact that they still do the contests is kind of cool. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if the UFC brought back their tournaments. Um, tournaments. Yeah, um, agreed. But then they're thrashing their athletes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that's a, it's a hopefully like even though Dana says he doesn't like them, he encourages competition, and yeah. I want them to do well because I want what's best for the athletes. Yeah, because they, they are putting their well or their well being on the line to entertain these people. They need to find someone to find Francis and Garner. Um, and you know Derek Lewis, who I thought was going to be just signed a five-year, five-fight deal with the UFC. Patty, squared up MMA, an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, always love having you on the show. Thank you for having me on. Any time, mate.